In this episode, we're going to be discussing sensitive topics such as sexual harassment, abuse, and rape. So if these topics make you uncomfortable, then you might want to skip this episode. Hey, welcome to Feminism Reimagined, where we talk about the feminist movement in the past up to today. We will address its issues and the many different parts, good and bad, that make up the movement. This includes the racism, homophobia, religious discrimination, and more that have been present but barely talked about. We're going to be covering intersectionality and how we can change the feminist community for the better. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about sexual harassment. Sexual harassment is both verbal and physical. It means not any not wanted advances, requests, or other unwelcome comments when the victim has made it clear that they are not interested. The New York Times states sexual harassment is harassment including suggestive remarks and gestures or requests for sexual favors. Physical harassment includes touches, hugs, kisses, and coerced sex acts. It can be perpetrated by anyone, a manager, a colleague, a client. The perpetrator or the recipient can be male or female. Some forms of sexual harassment are rape or assault, intentional and unwanted touching, catcalling, spreading lies about someone in their sex life, unwanted looks and sexual gestures, and being pressured to go on a date. 81% of women have suffered from some type of sexual harassment. 77% have experienced verbal harassment. 51% have experienced unwanted sexual touching. 41% have suffered from sexual harassment over media or cyber forms of harassment. 34% have been followed. 30% have been slashed. And 7% have been sexually assaulted. So these statistics are terrible. And this is exactly where intersectionality comes in. Because many women of minorities are specifically targeted, such as members of the LGBTQ plus community, women of color, disabled women, homeless women, everyone that we've been talking about over the last few episodes. And not only that, but so many of these people also don't feel confident to report their rape because so many times it has gone unaddressed. While feminism might be helping cis white women, it doesn't support any other groups as much as it does them. Fighting against sexism will always be a good thing, but there are many changes that need to be made, starting with recognizing the layers of intersectionality within feminism. And this brings us right to the Me Too movement, which was a hashtag created on social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and many more. It created a place for women of all ages to share their stories on sexual harassment. When interviewed, women over the age of 18 stated that because of the Me Too movement, they felt more confident to report sexual harassment. In 2017, the New York Times published an article that talked about all the ways Harvey Weinstein, a Hollywood producer, had abused women. This is what really kicked off the movement, because actress Alyssa Milano tweeted about her experience, which ended up going viral. The phrase Me Too was first created by Tarana Burke, the founder of the movement. The Share My Lesson platform says that Tarana Burke created the Me Too campaign with young Black women and girls from low-wealth communities, developing a culturally informed curriculum to discuss sexual violence within the Black community and society in large. So not only was this used for women, but men who had experienced abuse or harassment were also given a platform to speak out on this. Sexual harassment is really normalized in our society, so how can we fight against that? Well, it's really important to make sure to listen to the abuse and rape survivors and to their stories. So don't speak over them and don't victim blame. What do you mean by victim blame? Well, don't say things like they were asking for it or they shouldn't have dressed so provocatively because these put the blame on the victim of sexual assault rather than blaming the person at fault, the actual abuser. Society teaches young girls to protect themselves and to wear more conservative clothing rather than teaching men not to rape others. Also remember to not let sexual harassment slide without saying anything about it. If you hear or see someone being harassed, speak up. 
This may seem obvious, but sexual harassment is so common in the world today that people don't even recognize it. Your male friends have probably made sexist comments at some point and not even realized that they were sexist. Yeah, exactly. And you may have even heard the term not all men. And this is often used as a way to silence women, even if the person saying it doesn't realize it. People say not all men because they don't believe that all men are bad, which is entirely true. Obviously, not all men are like this. However, women are being are forced to be overly cautious around men because of the amount of rapes, murders, and sexual harassment experiences that are on the rise. So, for instance, if someone was surrounded by some poisonous berries and some non-poisonous berries, however they all look the same, you would expect to avoid them all. One thing the Me Too movement brings to question is, how will it be taught in schools? How can kids be properly educated on this sensitive subject? Learning about women's history is the first step. Things such as the waves of feminism are all very important to know about. Students must also know about the current events and what is going on today and its effect on individuals. Over the course of this podcast, we're going to be going into more depth about these issues, focusing on the struggles of more specific groups. We are a group of students who are trying to educate more people about these issues, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.